Hello and welcome to another new episode of Pod. Today is a great show for you. We're going to have my buddy Drell on here to talk about a few things, uh, music, maybe how he got interested, um, where he comes from, some of his influences, so uh, stay tuned for that. Hey, bud. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. Good. Right on. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, I'm just going to, I guess, ask you some questions and get some people to uh, know you a little bit better. All right, man. Sounds good. Um, so, the first is I want you to tell the listeners how long you've been playing music for. Uh, uh, well, like, the first time I like started playing guitar, I like I was probably sixteen. Serious with it, I'd say I started like making writing music when I was more like eighteen, nineteen. Um, yeah, so over ten years. First, <laughs> you were in an early band, though, right? How old were you when you were in your first band? Uh, that would have been, I guess. That was in grade 12, right? So I guess 16, 17, or probably 17, I guess. You, you did some cool stuff with them, too. You got to go in and record some stuff because you were going to school at the same time as that. Is that right? Uh, no, well, I uh, I was in a band in like high school, like a band, like, you know, just like a fun thing with some friends. But then I moved to Kelowna. And when I was going to college, that's when I got into um, another band, a metal band called Crucis. And we did get to do some cool recording and play some cool shows. That's cool. Yeah, but I was about, I was 20 when that happened. Um, I know I know you've owned a, a few pretty cool guitars. Um, do you have a favorite one of your guitars that you like playing? Oh, that's tough. Um, like, for playing like in Up Periscope, I'd say it, it's my Gretsch. I, I love that guitar. It's, it's fucking badass. Yeah, I really um, yeah, and it plays fast and it sounds big. Uh, yeah, it'd be my Gretsch for sure for electric. I, I guess it all depends on what you're playing too. I'm sure some of your guitars, like I know when we used to be in the metal band, you used to use your court a lot more. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I was gonna say. Like uh, when we we're playing heavier, for sure, I was playing the court. He's got like the EMG pickups in there. And when Up Periscope first started, when we were playing like a lot of like the super poppy punk songs. I uh, I played my uh, t- uh, what was it my Epiphone Telly because mm, of that nice twangy kind of rumble for a bunch of strumming. Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, do you do you have a favorite song of ours that you like playing? Oh, uh, well, that's a hard question because yeah, newer stuff that nobody's really heard yet. So. I mean, whenever I think about some of the songs that are my favorite, it's usually the newer ones that come up anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm definitely, it's probably one of the newer ones or my favorite, but if I were to pick one that 
wasn't my or one of our new songs uh it'd probably be something like like i always felt like i really liked the wolf off our first ep i thought that was a really good one but uh another one that got super for super fans only would be like zoo i thought zoo was a really cool song yeah i remember that one too i i remember the first show that we played and we were playing songs like the punk rock show that we had and i remember yeah those kind of songs being like really fun too you know as as simplified as they may have been at the time for you know five six however long many years ago that was oh yeah it was but it was a blast uh those are fun songs fun sing-along songs um do you have a favorite show that we played or one that you saw maybe uh favorite show for us um we've had a few pretty awesome shows like uh the most recent ones i'd say are my favorites would be like the tattoo show was rad because we got to play with like the isotopes and bad cop bad cop that was pretty cool um but also when we played munins that sold out show at munins that was fucking wild yeah that one was pretty sweet too yeah man that was sick um for for oh sorry what's that I actually forgot about that show until you mentioned it. And I was like, yeah, that one was pretty jumping. Yeah, man. They're like turning people away at the door. That was unreal. Yeah. Uh, but for, for like a show that I've been to, um, that's tough too. Like I've been definitely seeing some pretty rad shows. Like Foo Fighters are, are amazing live. But like I went to uh, Biffy Clyro a few years ago and that was unfucking real. That was rad. Hmm. Yeah. They put on a good live show then. Oh yeah, it's it was super theatrical. It was unreal. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. Um, do you have like major influences? Like, could you name off a couple of influences that you think have influenced your style of playing? Uh, yeah, like I guess off the top of my head, it'd be not in like any order. It would be like Gaslight Anthem's big one for me, and like Brian Fallon from Gaslight Anthem, obviously. Um, Thrice was huge for me, especially early Thrice. Like Illusion of Safety album was badass, and same as like even like Old Rise Against or like uh, even early Senses Fail, like shit like that. It's, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> I know there's there's so many good good bands and good shows that you can you know look back on and be like that. You know that that's what makes me want to play is just picturing yourself in one of those circumstances right yeah absolutely man like that's that's the thing it's been hard like this whole covid thing's hit hard we can't we haven't practiced in a while and i know i oh, i man. <laughs> like right at the worst possible time we finish recording and have yeah. the songs <laughs> nothing to do with them yeah um who is the most famous person you have ever met uh, most famous person. I uh, I was at a Golden Knights hockey game in Vegas once, and they had the Backstreet Boys there. It was in the playoffs, and it was my wife's birthday, and uh, she's a big Backstreet Boys fan. And they were like leaving the stage, going backstage, and I like deked past security and opened the doors, and they're going down these stairs, and I saw Nick Carter. I was like, Yo, Carter! And he stopped and came and hung out, took some photos. So that, <laughs> that's probably the most famous person I've ever met. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> Are you telling me about that before? I'm like, man, it, it's cool that he would like turn around and you know, sign an autograph. Just some dude yelling, "Yo, Carter." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it all. Yeah, man. Um, 
okay, if you could play with any band or any person that's dead or alive, who do you think that would be? What would be your, like, ideal scenario to share the stage with someone? Like, for us, our band to play with another band or to play in a band? Uh, probably our band to play with another one. Oh, man. Oof. I'd probably have to say, like, that's that's really tough. I'd probably have to say a lot of the same bands, like, It'd be cool to play with, like I said, Rise Against or like the Wonder Years would be pretty cool. And oh man, that's tough. The Gaslight Anthem again. I'd have to say, if they ever got back together and we got to play with them, that'd be unreal. Yeah, that would be a pretty sweet show. Yeah, or Thrice. Thrice would be sick. I'd love to play with Thrice. If uh, I, I, I didn't have this to ask you before, but if you is there any band that kind of sticks out in your head that kind of uh, reminds you of our band, like their playing style, kind of, or like, is there any that you thought in the past? I know myself, I've kind of thought that we were, we kind of played like some 41 at some times, but I think we have like a little more, I, I don't know, it's hard to say. I used to think that a little bit more than I do now, but I can kind of see that maybe with a little more edge to it. Yeah. Um, Ah, that's that. Yeah, like we have a it's especially the compared to like the Ataris or something. One time or? we've been compared to the Ataris. Yeah, I, I, when we played that Munin show, I remember someone actually came up and he's like, "Dude, do you ever hear of Thrice? You got sounds like that was that was huge for me. I thought that was sick." Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's that's a especially tough one to nail down. Especially somebody comparing you to a band that you know you've liked and listened to for so long. Yeah, exactly. I might have even been like wearing a Thrice shirt. Who knows at that time. <laughs> But, uh, no, it was cool. Right on. Yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got for questions. It's nice to just try to get some people on here and, you know, introduce more people to the world, see if anybody listens to it, right? Yeah, man, for sure. And, no, it's cool. Like, you and I have a, a long history. Like, actually, I should have said something about that for early bands because you and I played in an earlier band before at Periscope as well. Band. The metal, hard rock, whatever you want to call it. That was that was a fun time, man. Yeah, it's it's funny to think back on that now and like remember playing that show. I think at at Duffer's or whatever when we played with Jordan, who ended up being our producer for like all of our new. Yeah, music. that's right. Just kind of like a weird circle that I guess if you you know you play in an area for so long, you just kind of make these connections, even if you don't know that you're doing it at the time. Yeah, man. And like, I remember that show too. I remember being like, man, are we, do we belong here? <laughs> like, fuck, uh, those guys are so much heavier. That was a fun show though. Well, that, that was the hard thing about that band too, is like, you know, didn't quite fit in with the bands that were like way harder and not quite with the ones that were like way softer. It was kind of like that borderline to rise. Yeah. It was definitely hard to find shows back then than it is you know, oh. now without screaming in people's faces all the time, you know, especially if you're playing in a pub and they're trying to <laughs> eat some dinner or something. I remember, I remember we were in that band and we played at like, uh, I can't remember what it was called by the Best Western there. And we were playing like, there's like a heavy song with screaming and the song ended like nice and abrupt and cool. And everyone's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I, totally, I totally forgot about that one too. That's the one that they 
set my drums up like not even on the stage. Yeah, you're like, like over on the side. You're on the floor beside the stage. <laughs> uh, I totally forgot about that. There's a picture of that somewhere too. I think maybe on like my Instagram oh. from a long time ago. Yeah. That's funny. I forgot about that one. That was so <laughs> fucking funny to think back to that now. Yeah. yeah. Come a long way, that's for I'd sure. like to think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Well, awesome. Well, thanks a lot for being on the podcast. And I guess I will keep in touch with you and we'll, you know, try to get something going soon and try to figure out a video or a release thing. I keep telling people that we're fairly close to releasing something at least, you know? Yeah, man. Like, uh, you know, soon enough, uh, we'll keep plugging it and hopefully we can get together and make something happen. Because like I said, we got these songs and we're just sitting on them, so... They're bangers for sure. For sure, buddy. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for being on Yeah, man. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, no problem. All right, bud. Take care, and I'll see you soon. Yeah, have a good day. Thank you, man. Bye. Bye. Got a good one for you here. What do you call a dog with no legs? Call him whatever you want. He's not coming. <laughs> oh, you like that one? You want one more? How do you find Will Smith in the snow? Follow the fresh prince. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. It's time now for another episode of Punk Rock News, Punk Rock News, and Rock News. Uh, Idols have released a video for their new song, Mr. Motivator. The video was shot in quarantine and features band and fan shot footage. Idols released their second album, Joy as an Act of Resistance, in 2018 via Partisan Records. Idols' untitled third album is expected later this year. Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day has continued his No Fun Mondays series with a cover of That's Rock and Roll, originally by Eric Carmen. Jamie Lenman has released a video for his song The Road to Right. The song is off his upcoming EP, King of Clubs, due out September 25th from Big Scary Monsters. Jamie Lenman released a cover album, Shuffle, in 2019. Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer have announced that they will be postponing their North American Hella Mega Tour dates to, to summer 2021. In a statement, the band say that they are working to finalize the rescheduled dates with the same venues and those dates will be announced soon. All previously purchased tickets will be honored and refunds will be available if needed. The Starving Wolves will release True Fire LP at the end of May. The album is self-released and you can check out the new song, The Cradle and the Brave. Punk News is happy to present the new lyric video from Detroit's Rebel Spies. Volden, She Lies, is the first single from Befeer Presents. The Spies' upcoming digital EP on paper plus plastic available May 22nd. 
Rebel Spies are a band made up of Motor City punk veterans from Suicide Machines, Hellmouth, Forden's For Dire Life's Sake, Hi-Fi Hand Grenades, and Telegraph. They gladly wear their influences on their collective sleeve, bands like Seven Seconds, Bad Religion, Dang Nasty, and Misfits. German Music Festival Tells Bells has announced their 2021 lineup. The two-day festival will happen on August 13th and 14th. Lagwagon, The Bouncing Souls, Zebrahead, H2O, and The Real Mackenzies, plus much more set to perform. The Killer Smiles, which is a band founded by East Bay Ray of the Dead Kennedys, will release their second album this year. It's called Raising the Stakes, and it's out June 5th, 2020, via Die Laughing Records. Skip McKipster of Winota Riders handles the vocals. They also stated that they will release the Area 51 single this Friday. The band's last release was their self-titled debut in 2011. Thanks for listening to Rock News. We'll be back next time. Uh, for a show story on this podcast, let's talk about when me and my buddy G-Man and our friend Eric, or Erich as we like to call him, uh, went down to Vancouver, I believe it was December 2016, and uh, we went down to see one of J-Man's favorite groups, rap, rock groups, I guess, uh, Head PE, which stands for Head Planet Earth. Um, pretty diverse amount of music that they have, anywhere from uh, metal-ish sounding to hip-hop sounding. Uh, the lead singer, Jaw Red, he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, J-Man had talked to him a bunch of times over Facebook, and uh, J-Man actually has a head PE tattoo on his wrist. Uh, so we've wanted to see him for a long time, and me and J-Man kind of have these bands that we made a point of telling each other oh if they ever came close then we would go see them uh that's what we said about bone thugs and a long time ago bone thugs came here so we decided to go see that but uh yeah so we went down to vancouver with erich which was one of the last few times that we got to hang out with erich he's no longer with us um but it was it was a really good time i remember it being cold and i remember walking around the streets of Vancouver looking for a little pub or something because Eric and J-Man wanted to have a couple of drinks before we went to, I believe it was the Rickshaw Theater that it was at. <clears throat> so we found this little hole-in-the-wall bar and I remember going in there and there was a, a, a drunk older woman that I guess she couldn't roll a joint or something like that so she kept like going around to people's tables and asking them if they could like roll a joint for her or I think she asked us if we had papers first and none of us did but she ended up coming back with papers in her weed so I like rolled it up really fast for her and then she's like oh well, you guys want to come outside and smoke it but we had just like finished smoking a couple of joints to our heads so we're like no nah, go ahead um so yeah, just an interesting time. I remember uh, before the show started and we got into the rickshaw theater, 
we went up to the merch booth. Uh, I got a shirt and J-Man got a shirt and I got a little uh, sweatband for my wrist that I use when I play drums. Uh, but Jaw Red was by the merch table. Um, so I think we went over and I think J-Man might have like gave him a joint or something like that. But uh, we got to have our pictures taken with him which was a really cool thing. Uh, it's always nice when you get to have your picture taken with somebody that you look up to as a musician or something like that. Uh, but I'll just always remember it because it was one of the last times that we got to spend with Eric. And yeah, just I got some pictures of that. And so every time I listen to Head PE, it just kind of makes me think of Eric in a way. He was a really cool dude. And uh, yeah, it was just really cool to meet Jaw Red and tell him how much we enjoyed his music because he he always comments he's just a blue collar musician just trying to make a living so yeah uh that's a story about uh, when we got to meet jaw red and head pe Now, a word from our sponsor. I like cheese in a can! Thanks, everybody, for checking out the podcast. Uh, Stay tuned for the next one, and thanks for supporting. Share with your friends, and uh, wash your hands, bro.